time for your love coach. Let's find out if you're ready for love. Here's your marvelous host, Nikki Lee. Hello, and welcome to Ready for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. Today, I am so excited, y'all. I have been trying to figure out how to have a longtime friend of mine on the show, and I've finally figured it out. I was actually going through one of my hard drives, and I stumbled across an interview, a written interview that I did about 11 years ago. And I said, you know what? I need to take this, I had a whole bunch of other questions to it, and I need to call him up and I need to say, you know what, you need to come on my radio show. And I have actually mentioned this person on here because I've had quite a few of his clients on the show before. So, Brian, I am so excited to have you on the show today. Hi, nice to speak to you. You know, we haven't talked in ages. We email all the time, but we haven't talked in ages. But in, And I, I just have to tell you, your clients and I always say good things about you. <laughs> so. oh, that's very, that's very sweet of, of both parties and appreciated, obviously. So, so good things have been said about you before you got here. <laughs> so. That's very kind. And, and some of my most colorful guests have come from, from your uh, uh, stable of clients. <laughs> so. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, yes, I tell you what. I think Morpheus was one of the most colorful. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet he was. Yeah. Uh, Without a doubt, without a doubt. So my my guest today is Brian Gross, and he is a publicist from L.A. And so, Brian, you know what? I, let me let me give them your your bio, and then we're going to kind of delve into what you do. And one of the things, so you know, and so any new listeners will know, is I like delving into unusual topics and topics that people think that they understand or know everything, you know, things that they they think they know and they may be a little kind of judgmental about, but I like to give them another perspective. So I'll make sure I bring in people that are, are experts in their field, and you definitely are, and you know, we, we've both been in publicity for decades and decades, and um, I like to give them a different perspective and, and kind of educate them on sides of topics they really haven't had an opportunity to see and learn more about. And being in these various fields to the depth that you are and getting to know the people that are actually in the business, you're going to see things on a level we just would never have the opportunity to be privy to. So I think, I think you're going to have an opportunity to share information that the general public just wouldn't ever see. Do you, am I right about that? Well, well let's find out. <laughs> Ask away, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see where this goes. There, it, you never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so Brian Gross is the president of BSGPR, 
He's been in the service of media and public relations for over 29 years. It's a big anniversary next year. He's yeah. been employed by companies such as Deaf American Record Recordings, Warner Brothers Records, Reprise Records, Electra Entertainment Group, Vivid Entertainment Group, and such organizations as the Lollapalooza Tour. Brian Grosshat was an executive producer at Reality X, The Search for Adam and Eve. His background includes all facets of public and media relations, working with some of the largest businesses, celebrities, and music acts in the world. And I can vouch for him. I, you know what? I've, I've talked to him at length about a lot of stuff, and I keep an eye on his social media, and it, it, is, um, it is amazing, the things. And no joke, people, there are times I'll send him a message and go, where in the world, literally, are you? <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you never know. You truly never know. I have toured the world through through his post. <laughs> so, you have taken a fascinating journey just through the work you did. And you started out in the music business um, as an intern, if I remember right. How briefly, how did you get from there to owning a publicity business? Well, there's a lot in between. In, in the music. You, you didn't really, you're, you're not, because you sing, if I remember right, but you're not really in the music business now. You're in something totally different now. So how, how did you end up in PR? Well, I ended up in PR because the person who answered the phone when I was a senior in high school was the last hiree at the record label and would cover the phones for the person at the desk uh, during the lunch hour. So I called and said, I'm looking for an internship. And most record labels wouldn't touch people that were in high school, only with college, you know, in college and doing college internships. And I found an independent record label where the lady who answered the phone said, well, come, come on in and interview and, you know, we'll get you started. And so I was driving to Deaf American Recordings after high school. After, I, you know, I go to school in the morning and then in the afternoons I drive down to from Newbury Park to Burbank three days a week and make press kits and learn the trade and hang out with musicians and hang out with the people at the label and uh, did that for about eight months. Um, went away to college for one year on a music scholarship. Uh, didn't College wasn't my thing. I knew I wanted to get back and start working, so got back and then there was an, uh, an opening for an assistant position for the Lollapalooza tour in 94. So living at home, I would then make my way every day, and it was 14, 16-hour days, to the William Morris Agency, where I was an assistant uh, to the publicist for the Lollapalooza tour. Uh, and then that ended, uh, obviously, the end of summer in 94. And I went, um, you know, did another internship at Warner Brothers Records, you know, still wanting to be in the music industry, and then got an assistant uh, job at, in the same building at Reprise Records, because they were in the same building at the time. Um, in Burbank, and uh, finally had some money saved, moved out, started living on my own. I was around 19, 20 years old. Uh, and then uh, there was an opening for the West Coast Tour publicist at Electra Records. It was West Coast Tour and Regional PR for all the artists on the label. Uh, got that gig and uh, did that for three and a half years. Um, and then a very interesting thing came up where I was offered 
uh, where I interviewed and accepted the job as the head of PR and marketing for Vivid Entertainment, which uh, is the largest adult at the time, was the largest adult entertainment company in the world. So also located in the Valley. Um, and then I worked there for a little over 18 months. Uh, when that ended, um, I just sort of took a, a, a month or so to myself. And as I was sort of figuring out my next move, I was called by three different people to be their publicist because they needed help. And before I knew it, uh, I was being, I was an independent publicist who needed to start my own company. So January 2001, I started BSG Public Relations, and that was, what, 21 years ago now. So um, I've had over 350 clients uh, over a 21-year period, um, covering all facets of entertainment, events, well, you know, you name it. Uh, I, I've literally worked all different kinds of projects and people and companies and brands and products to where I um, – you know, have had incredible opportunities and worked with some amazing, amazing people uh, during that time. And uh, that's pretty much the story of how, where I am today. Don't you love it when the, the clients come to you and force you to start a business? <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I've, it's always been that way. I've been very fortunate. There's some things I've gone after, but I've also done done my job well enough to where people have said, hey, um, you should hire Brian. He needs, you know, uh, person X needs your help or the person comes to me. So, yeah, it's been word of mouth, and I've been very appreciative of that. That's funny because I, I – that, that's kind of how mine started because I was um, – I, I had been doing publicity for each of the businesses that I managed. And when I got into writing, I was putting together my – publicity stuff for myself and the word got out that I knew what I was doing and people started coming to me and I'm like well hey (laughs) why don't I just start a business doing this and and then they can hire me because you know you can't just do it for everybody for free Um, but yeah so it's it's fun when they start coming to you and you're like well hang on I need to get a business license and start doing this so that's that's cute that's neat I like that so, the, <laughs> it's interesting the similarities between us sometimes. Um, and I like that you went to college went for a year and then it's like, okay, this is just not for me. Um, so pretty much the internship is where you got most most all your training for for promotional work. Yeah, I mean, between between being at Deaf American and spending time with incredible people and at, at a young age to where I could just really soak in and take the time. Um, and then, you know, I learned on the fly as an assistant publicist, as an assistant to the publicist at Lollapalooza the following summer, um, and then getting back another internship. Um, you know, all those between the age of 17 and 19, uh, really were the best education I could possibly get. That's that's the way I learned. It's uh, and then I, I love when people with marketing degrees hire me. I'm like, huh, okay. <laughs> it kind of floored me the first time. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it's the best way to learn is just doing it. So that works. That works very well. So yeah. what do do you have a main focus with your business? 
because like I said, you, you've got a very diverse background, but do you have a main focus? I mean, it's entertainment, but it's all facets, and I've even worked things that aren't entertainment. So the focus is people who believe and who have something interesting to, to sell and are willing to work with me and let me see what I can do with them. Um, it's pretty simple in that regard. Um, there is a bit of a plug-and-play aspect in public relations, whereas I'm constantly working on my database and contacts and relationships every single day. So when the opportunity comes that someone has something that I could potentially help them with and, and help their brand and help them grow, then it's an opportunity. So um, it's pretty varied, uh, and I've always kept it that way. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's the best way to do it because if you get too narrow, then that's not good, especially when times are rough. Okay, so do they have to have a business or product, or can they be looking to build themselves as a brand? Oh, yeah, or build themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say half my clientele over that period of time have been people and, and whatever brand they are or they have. So it's, it's wide open in that regard. It's, uh, it's not really pigeonholed in, in that way. Okay, awesome, awesome. That's, that's, see, I, I like them. So do you also find that once you learn to promote, you can promote anything? Yes. I mean, the simple answer is yes. You, you, take, you can take whatever the expertise is and plug it into the necessary that you're being given. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. I've, I've had people go, but you've never promoted a blah, blah, blah before. I'm like, doesn't matter. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you know how to promote, you can promote anything. As long as I believe in it and believe in the person, I can promote anything. I don't, yeah, don't want to exactly. promote something if I don't feel good about the person and the product. That's just my personal feelings about it. But, uh, no, that's, uh, Yeah. So what do you think has been the hardest thing about your work? I mean, there's all kinds of different challenges. It's hard to place one. But in business, it's chasing checks. So getting paid is always the hardest thing. You've got to have Teflon skin. You've got to be tough as nails. And you can't be afraid to make sure that someone uh, gets you what, you're, what you've earned or what you're going to earn. So that's, you know, managing people. Anyone will tell you that runs any business. Managing people and getting paid. Uh, it's really, you know, the work itself is challenging, has different challenges, but, you know, those, those are pass and fails. You know, you pass, you get the job done, it's great, you fail, you look at, the, you look at why you failed and you learn from it, and you move, move on from it and take what you've learned and, and use it towards the next. So, but those are the big challenges. <laughs> it's like I have people tell me that they've never failed. I'm like, then you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> you're not, exactly. not even hard enough or something. <laughs> Because, exactly. yeah, what, and I, I find, too, that you, you learn the most when you don't succeed sometimes, you know, because if, oh, if yeah. you succeed all the time, I figure I'm not aiming high enough. It's like, okay, not, not pushing the boundaries, not, not getting out of my comfort zone. Something, something's wrong here. Something's wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm good, but I'm not that good. Just got to aim a little higher or something. Hmm. No, you learn the most from your mistakes. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. Well, I figure just don't make the same mistakes over again. Learn from your mistakes, you know? But, Very true. Very true. 
So what do you think has been the most rewarding thing about your work? Uh, the working with people, um, the ability to, to work with some incredible people over decades and, and you know, help people and, and accomplish goals. You know, those are, that's what's rewarding. It's the little victories. Victories big and small, but you just enjoy every victory you get. And when someone's happy or something's been accomplished, that's, uh, that's definitely the most rewarding. So are you one of these celebrate the little things and, and have a huge celebration for the big things or just excited about the big stuff? No, you celebrate everything, but you definitely so you got to enjoy the little things. If you don't, you, you need to find a new profession because the little things will keep you going every day. If you can get a little victory yeah. every day, then, uh, you know, you've done, you're doing the right thing. So when, when I originally did this interview, you'd only been in business for 11 years. How, how long have you been in business then? Uh, 22. 20, wow. yeah, almost 23. All right. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking it just about doubled now. Yeah, okay, so if your, your dream client, describe your dream client to me. I, I don't have a dream client. I have clients that pay me. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't, I've worked with some incredible artists. I've worked with some incredible projects. Um, I've been very fortunate, very blessed. And so I don't have, you know, uh, the dream clients are the ones that are easy to work with, the ones that have something interesting, the ones that are goal oriented, the ones that will work as, you know, will work together in a team effort. Those are the great clients. The, the horrible clients are the ones that hire me and then literally do nothing and say, well, you haven't done anything for me. And I just literally yeah. say, well, this is a, we're a team. And so if you can't look at it that way, then I'm not the right person. But if we work together and look to accomplish things together, then we're going to have success. So that's the difference between yeah. a dream client and a nightmare client. Well, that's like the ones that don't understand that social media involves being social, you know. <laughs> I I had one that, that didn't get that for a long time and and now is is like fantastic on social media. And and we were talking the other day and, and I was I was like, you know, you've become really good on social media and and as really has become fantastic on it. And it's like, do you remember those conversations we had back in the beginning and, and I couldn't couldn't I mean, kicking and screaming, I couldn't get them to use social media, you know. And now is it, loving doing lives, you know, and, and sees the value. And, and it's like, you know, it's wonderful, you know. But sometimes it just, they just won't listen to you for a while. But eventually it, it all comes together. But, yeah, it's, yeah, it's wonderful when... When they, they get it and cooperate and, you know, but, yeah, sometimes it takes a while. Yeah, but, I agree. So, <laughs> so tell us about the different sorts of clients you work with, the different sorts of entertainment that you represent. Oh, I mean, I've, all facets of entertainment. So if you, uh, you know, if you... Uh, you know, there, it's, it's been across the board, whether it's been mainstream entertainment, adult entertainment, and everything in between. You know, it's covered a wide gamut. So I've, you know, seen and done a, a lot uh, in that period of time where, you know, even I have lost track of the wide variety of stuff I've worked on. <laughs> I know. 
I just, yeah, I was I was trying earlier just to remember the the clients that I've had on here, and I I just yeah I I came up with about five in a row, and then I'm like that no it's been more than that no one has. So okay, just just an example because I I know that I've seen and I've, I've been impressed with how diverse some of the stuff is, and I um. I've seen some of the stuff because I know that there's been, just as, as an example, because um, I, I get, I'm on, I'm on your, your press release email list. Okay, so I see the, the stuff as it comes through that the various people are doing. And then, of course, I see the, the things as they're hitting um, social media and the other venues, you know, when people are, are having articles and things written about them, blog posts written about them. Um, I've seen some of the people, because I usually know who you're representing, um, and, and I've especially been impressed when I see some of the adult performers that you're representing. And I know that they're in adult films. Okay? And then I see that because I, I know there are so many people that think adult actors only do X-rated movies or triple X or whatever, whichever they're doing. But there are other opportunities if the person decides that they want to do other things or they put forth the effort or, of course, you would know far better than me how that works. Um can you kind of give us an idea of how that works or just kind of the... Yeah, I'll tell okay. you. I mean, in this day and age, there are multiple, multiple revenue streams for anyone in adult entertainment. Obviously, the biggest thing okay. in the last year since the pandemic was the start of OnlyFans. And OnlyFans took off, and with people being in the house and having more expendable income, they spend money in that way. So we had this surge in in all types of people joining OnlyFans, creating content. I mean, at the end of the day right now, it's all about content. So it's how you yeah. make it and how you distribute it and what it is. So there's multiple platforms across a wide plethora of opportunity where someone who is a sex worker, adult film star, you name it, can now find ways to make a lot of money month, month to month while at home you know, doing whatever it is they want to do. So you now uh, creating actual adult films and starring and this and that is part more, you make money, but it's more part of branding. So it's very interesting in the aspect of anyone who gets into the field of, of, of sex work uh, and whatever they want to do, they have the opportunity to really divest and diverge and create more and more opportunities for themselves, especially based on how much time they want to put into it, how much effort they want to put into it, what it is they want to right. do, what they're looking to accomplish, what their goals are. So in this, you know, uh, every, and so overall, it's not the old model. Uh, the old model's gone. The, there's certainly still plenty of massive studios making a lot of adult content that millions of people are watching all around the world. So you still have that brand building and that growth as far as uh, the adult film star goes. But right now the adult film star is also, you know, available on multiple platforms creating special content for people, uh, you know, creating any and everything. So it's in this day and age, the opportunities are endless and that's what makes it so great for anyone getting into the industry or who has already established their brand that they can really 
find their niche and do exactly what they want to do. Okay. Do do their contracts limit them in any way, or does it just depend on the person and who they're under contract to? I mean, uh, there's no contracts, really. I mean, sometimes there are, but the contract model okay. as far as adult film died years ago. So uh, there's really oh. no, you know, everyone, everyone's a free agent in that regard. Oh, that's cool. Okay. See, didn't know that. Okay. All right, so they, well, dang on. Okay. <laughs> that's convenient. Huh. And they can use their film name then, too. Yeah, they can use whatever brand name they want. So, I mean, you know, you know, they pretty much own their own, you know, a lot. many of them own their own name, you know, copywritten or otherwise. So, yeah, lots of opportunity. Oh, yeah. Okay, so if they're business savvy at all, well, dang on. Okay, yeah. Huh, okay, that, yeah. Okay, well, that just opens up all kinds of possibilities that I had no idea about. I, for some reason, I figured they'd be under contract to somebody. Nope. But, huh, now I see all kinds of opportunities. Well, Brian, now I see all kinds <laughs> of, huh, that, I'm, huh, I'm going to be thinking about that the rest of the evening then. Okay, I can see all kinds of things then. All right, so how, how can a person make the leap? Because I, I would think, and I could be wrong about this, but if, okay, well, let me just ask this open-ended. If a person has developed a brand in the adult industry, okay, and I would think that's pretty pretty well known if they do, do they have an issue getting out of that and into more mainstream work? I mean, it, it per, depends. I mean, it depends what they want to do. Really hard to say, but I mean, there's certainly mainstream opportunities even as an adult film star as an adult film star that they can take advantage of. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, once once you've developed a, a social media following and that kind of thing, that's that's going to be easy to monetize and, and promote to a wide range of different sorts of things. I mean, not, yep. you know, Disney and Hallmark and, you know, certain things like that, but there's a whole lot of other people that are going to be impressed if you have enough followers anyway. So, I mean, you know, sex sells all over the place. So, Absolutely. Well, fascinating. Wow. Like I said, that's wow. As a a promotional person, that, hmm, that's going to have my brain going the rest of the day. Okay. I can see all kinds of interesting ideas now. All right. Huh. All right. Well, and and you've been working with a couple of websites that with with strong-minded, independent women at the helm that are doing incredible things. Um, I know that you're working with Lily at um, Afterglow. And are you still working with Heather at uh, Please Me? Uh, yeah, on and off. But then I've got okay. like Bree Mills who runs Adult Time. Like, there's a lot of women that I have in in high positions that are doing incredible things. Right. I haven't met her yet. Okay. <laughs> but it seems like there's a lot of women that are doing this sort of thing now and getting very involved. And if people are paying attention, they'll see that women are taking a hand in 
speaking out in a very sex-positive way. Do you agree? Well, they always have. I've always worked with women in that regard, so that's never changed. Uh, maybe there's a larger amount, but I've always found that. I've, I've always been in that um, place where I've worked with numerous women over decades uh, who hold that position. So, I mean, right. to me, being in this industry, as long as I have, I've always seen women in power. I think it'd be good if the mainstream people were seeing them more. They don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it really shame. doesn't. They're not. They're not going to ever care, and, and we're always going to have that fight. So, you know what? We don't. We don't need to appease people. We just need to do our job, and and get it to the masses, and go from there. You're, you're going to try and win over the mainstream. You're going to waste your time. The masses who actually care, right? Yep. It's all about it's all about the end consumer, not not sort of that middle middle ground quote unquote mainstream nonsense. I just find it ridiculous. There, there's actually some mixed in there that do care that would surprise you, but getting in front of them is hard. It really is. Yeah, that's why right. you just keep pushing. You just keep being aggressive and pushing your messaging, and it'll get to them at some point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, that's true. I'm I'm working on it. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. I, beat my head against the wall sometimes, but I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> so, no, absolutely. It's uh it's an interesting journey. We're all we're all on it. We're just we'll we'll see how it works, right? So yeah. so has has your your PR journey and all that has it been has it been smooth or have have there been some bumps in the road along the way? Oh there's always there's always bumps in the road. Nothing's ever that smooth. <laughs> you know. I mean there's been major things in life that take place. There's you know, there's all kinds of stuff. It's just how you bounce back. You're not, no no one ever yeah. has a smooth road, ever. So you just but the strength and the fortitude of the person will decide how well they are able to bounce back from whatever challenges that come their way. Well, I think, I think that's the thing. No, there's going to be bumps in the road, and some are going to be really big bumps in the road, mm-hmm. but don't give up. Well, and, like, who the hell knew there was going to be a pandemic and, like, the world was going to shut down for the better part of two years? Yeah, you know? exactly. And people had to find ways to survive. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and some and, did, and unfortunately, and we, some did not. So that was the balance of something yeah. like that. Yeah, and we all had to get really And I was, I was joking with my neighbors and said, "You people finally caught up and working from home." You know, <laughs> so, been doing yeah. this for years. You went, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> so what what sets you apart from everybody else? See, I, no, I, I just, I just think it's work ethic. I just think it's work ethic. I think it's, you know, I just try and outwork those, you know, and maybe push those. But, you know, uh, there's no shortcuts. There's no easy roads. There's nothing like that. There's just the grind, and, and some days are better than others. So it's just important to get through, you know, the tough days and, and enjoy the, the great ones and learn a, a, the whole time and, you know, go from there. So, I mean, those are those are the aspects that, you know, but I don't keep track of anything else. I don't keep track of others. I don't, you know, that's just not my deal. I just worry about myself and what I can do and what I can do for my clients. That's that's what's most important. 
Well, that's one thing. I try to I try to improve what I'm doing, and I'm I'm always in a competition with myself. You know, my my thing. Mm-hmm. I've always been at, at the end of the month, as of the first of the next month. How am I going to beat last month? You know, and and the end of the year, January the first, I've got to beat last year. You know, and I mean I'm always looking to do something better. I mean I'm I'm I've got certain things and certain projects and certain things that I'm. I'm real thrilled with how it went, but I want to do better. You know, I've I've had clients in 16 countries. You know what? I got what 180 to go. You know, it's just it's it's just that kind of thing. That's just that's just how my mind works. You know, yeah. but um, it it <laughs> there seems to be. You know, it's funny because you said it's just work ethic. But there's a whole lot of people that haven't seemed to develop the work ethic. What what would you tell people that don't seem to understand the idea of a work ethic? I mean, would you have any? No, I have no advice for those people. I can't help them. If they don't get it, I don't understand them, and they don't understand me. And you don't have a job for them. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not hiring anyway. But I mean, if they got a, <laughs> if they don't have a work ethic, I don't, I don't. My brain can't encapsulate how that works. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I'm, I just, I, I don't understand why, and I really don't understand how they take a paycheck. I, you know, and and like like people that that refuse to give customer service I, I and I, I get very very irate with people like that because I'm like do you understand without customers you, you would not have a job <laughs> you know? so. and speaking of which I think a client's about to walk into my office so the day the day continues tell me if you had to look back at a moment very fondly in your career are, are there are there one or two very ones that you were very very pleased with? Uh, three and a half years I worked with Metallica, being Metallica's publicist, one of their publicists, and the time I was able to spend with them, and even the time I've spent with them post that time, has been very humbling and honoring. And I've spent time with some incredible people, but that band and their work ethic and who they are and what they stand for and everything they do, uh, the fact that no one can ever take that away from me is certainly what I uh, what I appreciate the most. Oh, I would think. Yeah. Honestly, they're the best band in the world. So that's uh, it's been an honor and a privilege the time I was able to spend with them, especially at a young age and learning so much from them. Very cool. I, I yeah. I I haven't seen them at all. So yeah, I would I would think so, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Very Absolutely. cool. So any, any, any parting words of wisdom? Oh, my goodness. I think we said so much. Uh, I mean, hopefully someone takes something from this. And obviously I'm available. My Twitter's at BSGPR, and I'm always checking it. So you can DM or, or tweet me there, and I'm more than happy to answer anyone's questions and, you know, help where I can. But, uh, you know, uh, always help. Help ever hurt never, and you know it's uh, you know it's a fun 
it's a fun ride. So I hope to keep I hope to keep riding. <laughs> and AVN is back live in January. Yep, we'll be in Vegas January first week uh, first week of January. So, <laughs> and, and I've seen the I've seen the comments and notations. People are excited that you're you're going to be live this year. Yeah, we're excited too. Very true. Very true. All right. Well, thank you very much. And oh, hey, communication. Any any tips uh, on communication? Oh, <laughs> hit me on my Twitter and I'll answer those questions. How about that? <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Get you me. Uh, all right. Well, I appreciate this. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Brian. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Well, Brian's got a meeting. Somebody just walked in his office, so let's let him. Let's let's go ahead and let's get let him get to his meeting. And I tell you what, give me just a minute, and I. I think I can get Heather Montgomery from Please Me on the line because you know what? We haven't caught up with Heather in quite a while. So let's switch gears. And there's been a lot going on over there. And I haven't talked to her since the 100th Sexpert contest went on. So let's see what's going on and happening with that. So, Heather, have I got you? Yeah, I'm here, Nikki. I'm so glad to be catching up with you. What a surprise. We have not, you know, I had an opening and I said, who can I fill this spot with? And you know what? You and I have not caught up in ages. And you've got stuff going on at Please Me if if the rumors I hear are true. So I want to catch up the listeners and I want to catch up because I bet you've got stuff going on over there I don't know about. So what? What is going on at Please Me lately? Ooh, lots of pleasure, of course. <laughs> no, we're, thank, you, thank you so much for asking. Um, yeah, there's never a dull moment at Please Me. We've been um, making some amazing changes to the platform, and um, we had our Top 100 Sexpert Contest of 2021, which was amazing, and congratulations for making thank the cut. You. And I've... I, of course, voted for you because you're one of my faves. Um, but, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. It's always good to honor, you know, the people that are out there supporting each other um, in this world, especially right now when pleasure has become such a, what I would call, a lifesaver during times when people are stressed, immune system. This is true. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I knew when the deadline was, and I was working it there at the end because I was like, I'm going to make the cut. i got to make it. i got to make it. <laughs> so I was sending my I was rooting for you, too. I was rallying in votes, and, and I tell you what, all of the love coaches that I know made the cut. We all made it. And a lot of, a lot of my uh, friends made it. And uh, a, bunch of, a bunch of people I've had as guests on, on my show have made it. So it's there's quite a few people on that list. I know. So it's a great, great list of people. And, and if you go to nah. my website, you see the, the Please Me lips are very prominent on my website. <laughs> so. Oh, we love that. We love that, and we appreciate that. No, it's, it's, it's a great way to give back to the coaches who give so much and for their fans and clients and supporters to get back to them by voting. So thank you all for voting for Nikki and making her uh, hit the list of top 100. And we were just so pleased to see it. Definitely. So what what have we got? And, of course, you're going to do that again, you know, this year. But yes. <laughs> so, 
So what else is what else is coming up? Yeah, so I mean, we're thrilled to announce that we've launched a new site uh, for shopping which is revolutionizing the way that people buy pleasure products, and that is uh, Joyful Reviews. So not only can amazing coaches and experts like yourself go in and share your knowledge about different sex toys and how they can be used and why you like one certain ones better than others, which for people like me who, you know, didn't buy a sex toy until I was 42 and felt a little embarrassed walking into a sex toy store, it's just so helpful to hear from others who have used toys and um, experienced the differences in quality and why one is better than the other. So we're, we're thrilled to have that creator economy. Um, and not only sex experts, but people who are satisfied customers who buy a sex toy and want to share their experience, uh, whether anonymously through the blog or in a video or podcast interview. There's three different ways to do a review. And they can make a little money off educating others and sharing pleasure um, around the world. So it's always great to uh, provide technology that's helping to overcome the censorship that we're experiencing on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and provide another safe platform for folks to both share their voice and learn from others um, in a creator economy. So we're very excited about Joyful Reviews launching, and all of the top 100 experts are going to be pre-invited to be part of that journey with us. So you're going to be getting a link very shortly um, to learn more, and I know you've done many sex toy reviews in your history, so you can upload them to the new platform and and uh, you know, give it a spin and let us know what you think. Awesome. Well, any anytime I do, too, one, one of my certifications with Dr. Ava is as Master Sexpert. And uh, so whatever I do, whenever I do reviews, I try to include a little section in there with master sexpert tips. And always they include um, healthy tips, you know, especially like cleanliness kind of stuff and something creative. Absolutely. You know, this, this is kind of embarrassing, but it's kind of funny too. The first time I opened up one, it, it, it amazed me that there's, there's no instructions on how to use them. <laughs> right. Huh. Because some of them, you look at them and you're like, okay, what the heck do you do with this? <laughs> <laughs> totally. I mean, they tell you how to turn them on and turn them off and turn them up and turn them down, but you're right. That's about it. But, but yeah, sometimes you're like, but, okay. You know, because uh, some are obvious and others just, you, you just kind of have to look at them and you're like, huh. <laughs> so, so yeah, some of them you, you need reviews, you need ideas, but yeah, but my my biggest my biggest tip is always get creative and just kind of start playing with it and see what comes to mind. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah exactly. so that's that's super exciting for us. I, I mean, I think. I love the fact that users will actually have, and they can ask the reviewer a question, which I think is important because, you know, you go to sex toy shops and you see all these five-star, two-star, three-star, one-star. You know, people have all these differing, differing um, reviews, and then you've got to read the text, and it's like, is that person similar to me? Or, you know, I, I used to tell the story, you know, if I'm a vanilla or in, in our world an Alara and somebody else is a Triton, which is more on the extreme end of sadomasochism, 
we might both have the same toy and I might think it's the cat's meow and that person might think it's totally lame and boring, but we'd both be right. So I think these, these reviews are going to give people you know, the opportunity to find reviewers that they identify with, that they, they feel similarly with sex styles. Um, we can add the sex styles to the reviews. Um, so it's, I think it's going to to it. And you can listen to and find reviewers that you love and that would probably be more likely to, you would identify with. So that the likelihood of you feeling a similar way about the sex toys is in, increased, which would increase your satisfaction right. when you finally do make a purchase. So, and plus it's fun. It's fun to hear and listen to people tell their stories about their toys and why they like them and get a little bit of that education prior to buying it so you can get excited and anticipatory before your toy arrives. You know, this is probably a colossal pain for you guys, but if there was a way to have a little symbol beside the person and and that that showed how much of a match you are with their them the the reviewer that would be really cool you know like oh that's a great you, idea you know, each you know how each of us rate or or you know yeah. what you know what i'm trying to say yeah which sex sign you are exactly that would be really helpful when you're reading somebody's review absolutely i'm not saying yeah that, that was but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that was my original plan. Oh, okay. I mean, meaning when I first designed Please Me was that ability to have people review sex toys and that way when you looked at their review and you saw, oh, they're the same sex sign as me and they thought this was five stars, that's a good indication that I would like it too uh, versus somebody who's a different sex sign than you like thinking it's terrible and you're like, let me find somebody who's the same sex sign as me or right. let me see how this rated amongst all of the Zetas that, that voted for it or liked it. So yeah, I, I agree with you. That's great. I need to figure out a way to incorporate this into uh, what we're doing with joyful reviews. Right. That would be helpful. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So my, my listeners who have a membership at, Please Me can submit their reviews for sex toys or their questions for sex yeah. toys? Either or and both. Awesome. Um, yeah, so, and not only that, the really cool thing about this platform is if, you, let's say you do a sex toy review, Nikki, and one of your fans and followers just thinks it's great and they want to share it with their friends, whether that's through an email or through their Facebook or through their Twitter or through Please Me and their friends and followers on Please Me, they can even share your review. And if anybody clicks on that share that they did, they can make up usually somewhere between a 4 to 6% commission for sharing. So it's truly a creator economy, not only for the brands and the reviewers, but anybody who wants to then help share the message of sex positivity and share more information about sex toys, they can actually earn some cash too. Well, gracious. Interesting. <laughs> well, and i tell you what, I have a referral link that will get you, I believe they still get a six-month free VIP membership. Is that true? Uh, it's a three-month, uh, but, yep, they get free Ooh. VIP and Please Me for three months. Um, and, okay. uh, w- and they automatically follow your channel once they come on board. But you're kind of correct because we've launched a new campaign 
where once you come in with that VIP link, we give you a one-time special offer to extend your three months to an additional 12 months, so you would get 15 months. And instead of the normal $24.99, there's a one-time special price of $11, which technically means oh, wow. they get an additional an additional six months of VIP for free if they sign up for a year. So, yeah, it can be up to nine months um, if they decide to to uh, take advantage of that offer. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. On the show page, I will have that link so you can you can join and take a look around. And the cool thing with Please Me is you are anonymous. So you can look around to your heart's desire. You can, and, and you choose what you look at. You can look at whatever sort of content you want to, and there's, there's all sorts of different information there. So whatever, whatever sort of stuff you want to look at. And it, it's interesting because when you first sign up, you fill out a, a little information, little quiz, and it asks you questions to find out what your interests are. So just like she was just giving the example of, you know, the the sort of um, kind of where you are in, in your journey. And it identifies the kind of information you'd want to see. So, you know, if, if you want the more more tame information, the more vanilla information, or if you want the more more hardcore kind of information, you you choose what you look at. And like I said, there's a little bit of everything. And of course, you can definitely check out my my channel and see what information, what shows are coming up next. But I will have that on the show page. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, yeah, we call we call it a sex sign, <laughs> kind of like astrology, but for sexual preferences. Exactly. And like I said, lots of lots of experts there, lots of people that you've seen on the show are, are there, and I'm always inviting new people. <laughs> so. Oh, we thank you for that. We love the new people. That's the other thing that we're doing. Actually, we're we're working on our million. Right now we know how, how challenging, it's getting better, but how difficult the last couple of years have been and how, I think we mentioned, pleasure can be such a reliever of stress, anxiety, and improvement to your health. So we're doing a 30-day pleasure challenge. And for the next 1 million members that come on to Please Me, they're getting a whole set of education and courses over the next, uh, that first 30 days um, into Please Me that would normally probably be valued at somewhere between $600 and $1,000. Um, people oh, wow. like yourself and, and other educators that are creating short courses and offering them for free so that uh, people can get the relief and pleasure that they deserve um, in this life. So that's also coming with that VIP link is there, 30 days to greater pleasure, um, PDFs and trainings and uh, focuses that we each week we're posting new things that we are inviting them to. And, and we really just want to help raise the pleasure and the vibration of the planet and, uh, and help people to uh, have more joy and bliss in their lives. I always want more joy and bliss and pleasure. Pleasure is a birthright. Don't go without it. Yeah. No, that's well, and, and learning more about what gives you pleasure and how you can get pleasure. So <clears throat> yeah. you could definitely 
definitely learn that it pleased me. And like I said, you you choose what what you read and what you know what you want to consume. So yeah, it's, it's like you know, Facebook. Make, I think people people need an analogy. It's like Facebook, but instead of being public in your own identity. Um, and following the friends or the channels or the business pages, quote-unquote, that you want to follow so that you get to see their content, you're anonymous and you're in a sex sign world with others that have similar preferences. And just like Facebook, you you curate your own feed by who you follow and um, what you're interested in. And so, yeah, I mean, eventually we'll be worldwide, which is really exciting to be able to connect different experts and artists and thought leaders and brands from all over the world, um, you'll really be in the know um, as to what's going on in the world of sex, sexuality, hot events and sexy travel, which is really a couple fun things that we're going to be back to focusing on now that COVID-19 restrictions have raised and people are going back out into the world. Uh, those two channels that we have are, I think, going to be more popular because people are looking for how do, I, how do I get back out there? How do I go do some fun things with my partner or find new partners and events that will, you know, bring me back to life, if you will, after we've all been hibernating for so long? Well, and, and the wonderful thing is if, if you have a question about sexuality, you can ask it and you can get answers and it's not censored. You're not going to get put in please me jail, you know, for 30 days. And you're not going to get kicked off of please me for asking these questions like we do at Facebook. So, or Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't know how much the consumers see and feel that, but I know us as the people that are educating and putting out this amazing content for people to access but one of the things I say we don't talk about enough is the consequence of that to the rest of the human race. Like all these amazing right. people like yourself who are sex experts and experts and who are trying to share knowledge are getting banned and deleted and their content's getting suppressed and shadow banned. And the, the people that desperately need this right now aren't able to access it freely. So it does affect everyone, even though, yes. of course, channel providers, it affects us, our business greatly um and we need people like you nikki (laughs) we need us you know right now so yeah we really wanted to be a free speech platform and a sex positivity place for adults 21 and over i want to make sure we throw that out there because you know obviously we want to keep children safe and child sex abuse materials off our platform so we use amazing technology to make sure that privacy is upheld and that we, even though it's private and anonymous, we make sure there's nobody under the age of 21 and that nobody that's on our platform is uploading illegal content of children or um, sex crimes against humanity or, you know, revenge porn, all, all those types of things that are negative um, impact on our lives. So we really put a lot of care and effort into that. And, uh, you know, our goal is to expand worldwide and be the dating and relationship platform, um, kind of like a lot of dating apps out there, but who supports you after the date? Um, That's what Please Me wants to be, is helping find the right person and then enhance that relationship together, or persons, for those of us uh, out there in the world who decide open relationships are for them, um, and to, like, suspend judgment of ourselves and others long enough to explore and enjoy our lives. There you go. 
see and and educating people so they know what the options are and what's out there. So I love it. So see, I said I've got an opening today. I've got a little bit of time. Brian's got a meeting, and I got time, and let's go talk to Heather. <laughs> so, oh gosh, and you know what? I have one more really piece of exciting, exciting news. I can't believe I almost forgot about it. So WeFunder, I don't know how many people out there know about crowdfunding with stock options, um, but we have recently launched our WeFunder campaign, which means now the average person can, meaning not an accredited investor, you used to have to have over a million dollars in the bank or make over 350000 a year in order to invest in companies. But now this new crowdfunding option has arose in the last couple of years, so people can invest as little as $100 or as much as they want and buy stock and please me. So as we grow and become a worldwide platform, uh, imagine if you could have bought stock in, let's say, hmm, I don't know, Facebook <laughs> or Instagram. Um, <laughs> when they started, and I'm not saying you know, we're Facebook or Instagram yet, but you know we are a social media platform focused on this and seem to be a dating app, so Bumble's done pretty well as well, and we look forward to a, a bright future, so we invite people to be a part of that history-making with us and own stock, especially our channels, like yourself, Nikki, because we're building this platform together. We want you to benefit from it, too. Well, like I, said, I told people that I was there early enough that I actually got Love Coach as my username on my, my channel. So I love <laughs> I had people it. say, how in the world? And I was like, I know people. <laughs> I know people who know people. I know. We met early, and I was so grateful. I think you're amazing. I love your show and you, of course. So, so glad to hear that you got that wonderful name. I know. I, w- I was looking at that going, do I want to ask it? I won't get it before somebody else does. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But uh, I tell you, you gotta gotta grab things while you can. So, well, thank you very much for, for giving sure. us the update. And like I said, I will have I will have that special link on the show page. It'll be at lovecoachjourney.com/slash/publicist. That's where you'll find the replay for today's show. And the secret link that will give you freebies and discounts and all that good stuff to please me. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Heather. And listeners, I'll be with you next time on Ready for Love Radio. 